Welcome to the Weld.com podcast. From welders to fabricators, pipe fitters, engineers, sculptors, hobbyists, and more. We know all of these various roles in the welding industry and how they connect. As the hub of the industry, we're going to bring in various guest hosts and professionals to the Weld.com community to share their knowledge and expertise. You subscribe to us on YouTube to watch us in action. And now on the Weld.com podcast, you can listen as we discuss various topics such as requests from our members, troubleshooting issues, career changes, starting your own business, and more. So let's get into this week's episode. And I have here with me Chris King. He is the Director of Skilled Training at Campbellsville University and also one of our technical advisors. This is episode one of our Weld.com podcast, and we understand that you guys are going to want to know who you are hearing and who you're speaking with whenever you're messaging us. So we wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about both of us and how we met and where we're going with Weld.com. Chris, do you want to share something about yourself, how you got started in the welding industry? Oh, absolutely. So I got started in high school. Um, I actually saw my dad one time welding and it just absolutely fascinated me. Um, I learned a very hard lesson in safety that day. Uh, as soon as he finished welding, what he was, whatever he was welding on, my dad was terrible at welding. I found out later after I learned how he was absolutely terrible at it, but he tried, he did. So I watched my dad, I was probably 12 years old. And I was watching my dad weld. And as soon as he finished welding, I went over and laid my hand on it and burned a baseball-sized blister on my hand. And I was hooked. I mean, from that minute on, I was hooked. And as soon as I was old enough and I could go to the technical school to learn how to weld, and that's exactly what I did as a junior in high school. And I'm, I won't say how old I am. I'm, I'm getting old. So I've been in this for 31 years now since then. And, uh, and it's been a great ride. Yeah, so we actually met, so I want to share this story. So I've been in the industry for about a little over 10 years. I got started in the industry actually as a temp at a manufacturing company. I was an administrative assistant, and then I worked my way up to be a purchasing manager at that manufacturing facility. Um, They made uh, spent nuclear fuel cylinders to store um, power plant waste. And I was fascinated by the shop. We would have um, shop meetings every Wednesday and corporate meetings every Friday. And um, whenever I was out in the shop, I would always see the people that were sending me my purchase requests. So I would start asking myself, you know, what is this used for? Why are you using so many? And I'd put my hard hat on and I'd go out there and get a little golf cart, ride down to the shop. And everybody knew who I was and I loved it there. I could have done that for my whole life, but they went through a lean manufacturing cut, moved all of their purchasing to a corporate office, and then they cut the purchasing out there. And then I went into sales in about 2011. I went into sales where I sold welding wire for about four and a half years with one company. And then for the past six years, I was with um, a company that started another division. And that's where Chris and I met. It was mostly welding alloys and they expanded into consumables and stuff like that and I had been doing social media marketing along that whole span of my career as well but at one point in the past six years we um, had an initiative to make an educator program like to give schools the best pricing on you know electrodes and things like that and I actually met Chris on LinkedIn 
She bird dogged me on LinkedIn. She sure did. Once we were linked in, you were done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we actually have become really close friends. And then um, during COVID, I lost my job. And this just happened to pop up that world.com was looking for a social media manager. And I brought Chris along for the ride with me because he <laughs> is, well, first of all, I was like, whatever I'm doing, I'm bringing him along with me because he is really smart. He is very responsive and he is a welding instructor. So you can tell them a little bit about that, what you do at um, Campbellsville. Sure. Well, it started off in 2005. I came out of industry and went into education and uh, started teaching at the high school level and did that for 15 years. Um, I worked simultaneously uh, two full-time jobs. Campbellsville came after me to write their curriculum because they were starting a new welding program. Um, and they are a major four-year liberal arts university, which really blew my mind that they wanted to start a welding program. But uh, they came after me, and I wrote the curriculum for them and uh, worked as a, as an advisor for them for six months, and then they offered me a full-time position. And I wasn't going to leave the high school position because I loved what I did there. Um, so I worked three years, both jobs, full-time as the director of welding for Campbellsville and as a welding instructor. And then I got promoted at Campbellsville to the director of skill training, which switched me over multiple programs. So I went with that one. <laughs> And, yeah, you, uh, yeah, I remember you being lights out. You were <laughs> yeah. working two jobs. I remember your wife was like, what are you doing? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once yeah. we were personal friends, like Facebook friends and stuff, yeah. I would see you post and stuff. And I'm like, when does he sleep? Yeah. How did you manage having two full-time jobs at two different schools? Well, I, I can I can actually top that. I had two full-time jobs at two different schools, high school level, college level, and I built my own house with my own hands at the, all at the same time. Me and, me and one of my friends built my house. We actually built three houses while that was going on. Um, so <laughs> it was- how uh, you do it. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Um, I guess I'll catch up on my sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're here for a good time or not a long time, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> my daughter always says that. So now you're at Campbellsville full-time as the director of field training. You, you made their curriculum from nothing. They did not have a welding program prior to you going there. And then you also just recently added a pipe welding program as well, right? That is correct, yes. And no, they did not have any welding curriculum at all. Um, we started it from the ground up. So I wrote the curriculum for them for the pipe welding and for the structural welding program and went through all of the accreditation processes because what I like about Campbellsville is they do, uh, they write a program and then they go completely through the accreditation pro uh, process before we ever get students in. So every program is fully nationally accredited uh, before we ever begin classes. So uh, I really like that about them. So yes, we do have a professional pipe welding program as well uh, that's taken off. This is uh, our first cohort is getting ready to graduate next month. So we finish those guys up, yeah. Is that an entry level program? And then are there other classes they can take? Like after they graduate from your program, are there more advanced classes that they could come back and take or anything for them to help advance their um, knowledge? Or how does that work? It is, the program is written. It is a fast paced program. They are finished in a year, but we do not take any breaks at all. So we go year round. Uh, we have... Uh, start to finish, they go four days a week, six hours a day, 
uh, for the entire year. Uh, the only time in between semester changes, they may get a week off, but we don't, we just don't take breaks. We go year round. Um, there, the, the way I wrote the curriculum is there are introductory classes and then built into that after that are all the advanced classes. So they get the introductory and the advanced classes um, all the way through some pretty difficult state, uh, state and national certifications uh, within that program. So it, it's pretty fast paced and it's uh, very rigorous. But once they're finished with that, I really encourage folks to come through that program before they go into the professional pipe program. The professional pipe program is, it's next level. Okay. Uh, it, it is. That's, that's where you're going to learn about circumferences and learning about um, different angles. And, and welding a circle at a 45-degree angle is, ex takes extreme talent and extreme patience to learn how to do that. That's an eight-month program. So if you have experience, that's going to help you get through that that eight month program uh, but yeah, yeah we uh we have a very good job placement rate i mean we, we have zero problem placing students in jobs so what type of jobs do, have you seen your students get right out of those um well the pipe welding they're just graduating but the other students what are typical jobs like in your area do a lot um relocate do you see them or hear of them going away for jobs or are they able to find those jobs that they're looking for in kentucky yeah, it's split. Uh, yeah, they can definitely find the jobs in Kentucky. It just depends on what they want to do. Um, if the pipe welders are more than likely going to, I won't say all of them, but there are pipe welding jobs available in Kentucky, but most of them want to go where the $40, $50 an hour jobs are at or into um, uh, shutdown work, that type of things in manufacturing. So um, it's split. I'd say probably 60% will stay around here and 40% will travel. Uh, I see them coming back now, the ones that travel. Um, I've been doing this long enough now where I've seen them rotate through and do their travel, but the the road gets old. Uh, I spent six years on the road, and, and it does. It gets old, especially if you want to start a family or have a family. Um, so I see some of those rotating. I just hired one of my former students that was on the road for four years, I think. I just hired him as an instructor at Campbellsville. Nice. So yeah, that, it just it's just a, a an overturning thing, and it just keeps it's a revolving door. Um, but yeah, it's split. It's, it's split. So um, let's talk about the diversity of your classes because you and I have we've been friends for a long time, and I know that um, we got a scholarship for one of your um, young ladies that was in your um, class whenever you were at Harrodsburg still. And, you know, even now you still have girls in your class and you have people of all ages. Has that been typical for you pretty much in your whole time being there that you always have a class that's very diverse in age and gender? Always. Every class that we've had since, uh, since I've been at Campbellsville, that, because that's the way we, we recruit. We don't recruit to one specific demographic because we want, we want to offer, offer the opportunity to everybody. Uh, we want to have those folks that are in the community that may be retired if they just want something to do we have those come in all the time and take our welding program just to learn something new uh, not yeah. necessarily to use it as a job uh, then we have students straight out of high school uh, we have yes we have girls i don't think that we've actually had a cohort without women in our in our class that's awesome i love hearing that you know that i'm all i'm yeah. really big into women just just seeing if it's for them you know some aspect of it even sure. Even like how I did, you know, get into the field. Like I would have never thought that 10 years ago, 
that getting that job, even as a purchasing assistant, that that would have intrigued me enough to learn about the different welding processes. And yes, I have welded. I, whenever I was at my first um, sales position in 2011, I went down to Atlanta to their corporate office and the um, VP, he was very technical. He said to me, do you want to weld? And I went, yep. Yep. Point me in the direction. He went in and we went out to their lab and I put on the green jacket and the helmet. I tried every single process and he spent a lot of time. He was very patient with me. And I think that at that time I preferred to MIG weld because it was, you know, fast. And I haven't had the opportunity to TIG weld to the extent that I would like to do it. Um, but I, I found it like so interesting. And then I just didn't want to get out of it pretty much the welding industry has been a big part of my life and my husband is in the industry as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see that you have a lot of girls in your class and they're interested. Yeah, I highly encourage it. When I'm, when I'm actually recruiting, um, I speak directly to them. I don't, I mean, I don't offer it as an alternative to them. I offer it as a, as a possible lifestyle and as a possible career because it, it is. is. I mean, it's, like it's not, it's the big, the big thing to push to them. And I, I want you to explain how you recruit, because I think that there are a lot of schools that just get people to come naturally. And I, I understand that some of them are setting up a little table at, you know, a career fair or something like that. But I really feel like this country needs to take it to the next level mm -hmm. and be doing more interesting like assemblies and starting not just the seniors, get that idea like in their head whenever they're even freshmen in high school and you have people come and speak to them, not just, you know, big celebrities, but local people who actually like are coming, you know, from that area and they're saying what an impact it's made on their life and that they've been able to buy a house, support their family and that they have a career and they don't have a ton of student debt and things like yeah. that. I think that that's huge. So how do you guys recruit? Like you personally recruit and then you have um, what, like a recruitment team or what? Yeah, we have, we have all of my instructors recruit. So that's kind of in, in the, in the job description. Um, we'll set up, I have so many connections at the high school level. Of course I can hit those pretty easy because I know all of the counselors in the, in the region around where I am. So um, I just went two weeks ago and spoke to the seniors at a high school and we have opportunity to talk to all of their classes. The main thing is in recruiting is, is getting away from the stigma of, of technical education. That has, been, uh, that has been a battle that I've been fighting for the last 16 years. Um, everybody, every, for some reason, there's a thought process out there that there's something wrong with getting your hands dirty, yeah. that there's something wrong with actually going out and working with your body and, and earning money and making things. But there's such a grand satisfaction to building something, to constructing something, and standing back and look at it and watching it work. And that's where my satisfaction, when I was in the industry, that's where it came from. So when I'm recruiting, I talk about my personal experiences. Um, if you like to work with your hands, male, female, it doesn't matter. If you like to work with your hands, if you like to build things, if you like to see things, here's my experience. Here's what I went through. Here's what I got to build. I mean, I, I've built a million dollar pieces of equipment um, literally by myself from from raw material. So that that is the satisfaction to me. That was the hardest thing actually that 
that I had to overcome when I got into education, my first year of teaching, I had to go back and apologize to my first class because I didn't know how to teach. I mean, I was, you know, I was a welder and a, and a boss and a supervisor. I didn't know how to teach. Um, I was so used to being in industry and I didn't have as much patience in the industry as I, as I ended up with in education. So if they, if they weren't doing it, I caught myself literally pushing the students away and having them watch me do it. Right. When in reality, that was terrible. I should have been yeah. watching them do it and let them mess up. But that's just a lesson you learn as a new teacher. Uh, but my satisfaction came later after, you know, three or four years of being an instructor. I started having students returning back to me and thanking me because it changed their life or it offered them up this opportunity. And, you know, these students that I never, I never had an issue with bringing students into my classroom that were quote troubled students or, you know, stayed in trouble. Well, I found out that 90% of the time they were in trouble for a reason. They didn't want to sit in an English class. They wanted to be doing something. And I had something for them to do. And those students usually ended up making straight A's in my class and being model citizens. And Being a tactile um, learner, that's hands-on. If you're a tactile learner, that means you are hands-on. So to put somebody in a classroom and lecture to them and especially read off of a PowerPoint, like (laughs) torture, okay? That's torture. So look at a PowerPoint and someone's just reading it. That's yep. what, I mean, it's, it's hard for anybody to sit through, let alone the people that are geared to working with their hands. So sure. Sure. I don't think it's there. It's not a fault of theirs. It's just the way that they like to learn. So they should change right. that en- energy and get to it. You know, you can go start getting, start moving around and not yeah. sit through the stuff. I mean, they do have to sit through some classroom stuff, of course. Right. Yes, they do. Yeah. There's four, there's four uh, classroom classes that they have to take. Um, most importantly, and, and they don't understand when they sign up for the program, why I wrote these into the curriculum. But I mean, once they go through it, they understand. We have a career readiness class, a public speaking class, a blueprint reading class, and a math for welders. And that's exactly what the textbook says, math for welders. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's all welding specific. And we make the public speaking welding specific because you, as, just like you, you could not been have been a a, an adequate salesperson or purchasing agent if you didn't have communication skills. Oh, yeah. So that's what we teach. That's what we teach them is having good communication skills. And um, they get through those four classes and the rest of it's welding. Yeah, that's, that's good because my nephew is actually graduating like here in the next month or so. And he's, he's one of those students. He doesn't really want to sit there in class. Like he doesn't like that. And we've been talking to him about getting into a skilled trade, whether it be, you know, welding or plumbing or electrical work or something like that, because I was explaining to him the difference between going even to community college, because you're going to have to go there and you're going to have to take English, geography, um, all these sciences, maybe two years of a foreign language. Like you have to take so much stuff that has nothing to do with what you're going to do in life. And that's what I like about the skilled training programs is that you are only going to learn stuff that is going to apply to your job. Like you are going to have those core things that you have to have like math, but I mean, algebra for me, mm -mm. geometry. (laughs) I mean, I know that you guys have to know, you know, different things about geometry, not for this girl. 
<laughs> that's not for me. So, I mean, if it, I, it doesn't go with my job. If it was for my job, I would be much more interested in it. So I feel like welding programs have to be created around what's going to keep them like, this is going to make me money one day, you know, show me the money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I used algebra in my 31 years of experience. I've used algebra one time. I was really good at math. Always have been. I've used an, an algebra equation or an algebra uh, formula one one time in my career now i've used geometry and trig a lot yeah um but algebra in this field is i mean someone could probably tell me why how it's useful but i just i don't see it yeah. quadratic equations and and welding just i haven't seen <laughs> that correlation yet slope intercept yep slope the graph intercept. Yep. If I never see it again, I'm okay with it. I, but the sad part is now that I like despise it so much, I still remember Y equals MX plus B. Yep. Like, yeah. but I don't know why I don't, I don't ask me to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not going to look like a total nerd, but I can quote, I can still quote the quadratic formula. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I can totally. <laughs> well, so do you guys have any exciting projects coming up or you are pretty much going into your summer term pretty soon and that will only be your students that are going to be graduating or how does your program work yeah it's a great question we are actually in all the projects for this group that are in the structural program are pretty much pretty much done we are we are concentrating heavily this summer on getting them through all of their certifications so that's what they've been working on uh, that's one inch plate certifications uh, in 3G and 4G positions, um, uh, they do GMAW, SMAW, and flux core uh, certifications, all in vertical and overhead. So, how many certifications did they graduate with? Like, how is there a certain? Because I think you told me, aren't there so many statewide ones, and then there are so many national ones that yes. they have by the time they graduate? What What is the expectation? They have they have three state certifications that they can obtain, and they have nine national certification, sort of welding certifications through NC3 uh, partnership we have with them that they can get. Um, it's not mandatory for graduation. Um, if they get one, fine. They have the opportunity, so that creates that puts that carrot out there and creates the uh, the want to work hard, the want to get it down pat, the want to come in and stay busy and, and do what they're supposed to be doing every day and getting 100% out of the program because that's what we want. Uh, we want them to have, you know, be very successful in it. So that's a motivation for them. See how many certifications you can get. Here's how many that are available. See how many you can get. Yeah, that's huge. So I know that you're super proud of the lab. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. It looks, it looks awesome. I know that there, a lot of work went into that and you guys have all Lincoln all throughout your lab. So tell us a little bit about what you have in your lab. We have 30 booths and I do, I do have a few millers too. I like to mix it up. There's a theory behind that. Um, if you train somebody all on red machines, for some reason, the color of the machine matters mm -hmm. because if you train them on all red, and then they go somewhere where they have blue machines. For some reason, it just freaks them out. Yeah. So, so I like to give them a little bit of experience on both. Um, but I do mainly have Lincolns. I have 30 booths, 30 welding booths. And uh, 20 of them are uh, have the Lincoln PowerWave 300C. It's a brand new machine that just dropped in October. Uh, we have 20 of those. And then we, uh, we have five Miller XMT 350s. 
and five Miller Dynasty 210s. Um, that's the welding equipment we have. And of course we have the, the big metal shear, the iron worker, the bandsaw, and the coolest thing I think it is, uh, I just used it for the first time yesterday. Um, I had one similar to it, but this one's a little bit different as the uh, Lincoln torch make CNC plasma cutter. So I've used one for years and I was excited to get that one fired back up. I cut my first project on it yesterday. So, yeah, so we have a four by eight uh, Lincoln torch made as well. And all of our ventilation is for Lincoln. So they, they really set up a good deal for us. I'm super proud of it. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that they have an, a good program for educators. Yeah, they really do. They yeah, really do. Good relationship there. So we're, we're actually at Lincoln School. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, we're a, a LEAPS program, L-E-E-P-S. It's a Lincoln Electric Educational Partner School. And we actually integrated their curriculum into ours because it matched almost identical. So we, they have an online platform, which worked out perfect for COVID when we had oh, to go. Yeah. yeah, that worked out absolutely beautifully um, for us. <clears throat> so, so yeah, we are a LEAP school. I think Lincoln has two per state and we are one of them. Okay, nice. I did not know that. And then also, so tell me about weld.com. So you knew about weld.com before I mentioned it to you. So let's talk about how, you know, the videos and like how you were able to use those also during COVID, you know, into classroom settings or just to like fill the, you know, course gap, you know, without having in-person instruction. So why don't you um, speak about that? Sure. Uh, Well.com, I showed or assigned uh, several of the videos during COVID. So it worked out perfect. Um, They would have to watch a video and then, and then submit some type of either opinion or answer a set of questions from the video to prove that they watched it and uh, give their analysis of it. What did they think? Uh, how could they apply that to what, what they learned in school? So it was, it was great uh, during COVID. And I just found out my uh, pipe welding instructor has known about it longer than I have. So he has been showing uh, weld.com videos for a long time uh, already. And then when I became part of weld.com, his, his eyes kind of bugged out a little bit and said, I show their videos all the time. That is so cool. And then he pulled it up. I think it's uh, the one you and I shot in Largo. Um, he pulled it up in class for the pipe welding students because a lot of those are my former high school students. And uh, they were all just awestruck, you know, that I was part of a weld.com because they all knew about it. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Well, didn't he pull up the um, website to go to something and then they scrolled yeah. down and you were right next to Cynthia and they're yes. like, what's going on? Why is he on there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we're working. So we want to talk to you guys also about this. We want to talk to you a little bit about the direction of the channel. We had an Instagram live that we posted, you know, about a month ago, a couple weeks ago. And we addressed, you know, the diversity. We are trying to attract every aspect of the welding industry, whether it is pipe welding, um, structural steel, the artistic side of welding, every aspect and a very diverse group of people as well. We actually just brought on a new guest host. She's actually um, 
single mom of four children. She has a great relationship with Carhartt and she actually does like these seminars to just expose women, period, to welding. People that have never looked at even a, a TIG torch and they actually have a seminar where they can go and they can be exposed to it. They can see if it's for them or not for them and then she can help direct them what would they do next to get involved in the industry. So we brought her on board. And then we have um, Bob Moffat is going to be coming back in some aspect. He's going to be doing some guest host appearances. We have Paul Sobleski. Paul is, you know, a, a veteran in welding. He is so smart. He knows all of the different processes. And then we have Jeff, who is very technical and he is very specialty. He is more in like the titanium kind of welding. He just had done that custom twin turbo on the Harley Davidson. Um, like a month ago, and he has a lot of exciting projects coming up. He works with Hefner Performance. So he just did um, a series on purging and sanitary processes. So he's going to be doing more with us. And then we have Sean, who is Mr. Sawblade Head, and he is the artsy side of welding. And um, he has some exciting projects for some of his rock star friends that he's going to be doing like a keyboard stand and um, microphone stand. I think he has a custom DJ booth. I think we have, we have something in the pipeline coming up and then we're trying to come up with some cool ideas um, for summer for you guys too. We're throwing around the ideas of doing, you know, like a barbecue smoker, like something that would be custom or maybe a pizza oven or something like that. So we have a lot of exciting content and if anybody out there is interested in being a guest host on weld.com, we encourage you to reach out to us. We are open to, people um, from all over. Um, anybody can email us. You can email us at jessicam at weld.com and just give me a little background about who you are, where you're from, what you do, and we're um, trying to be more of, you know, a community. We want you to feel comfortable, you know, going to our website. We have the new website up where you can go and Chris can talk about the forum where you can um, direct any of your questions. And why don't you tell them about how um, you've been getting a lot, a lot of technical questions and just some examples of questions that you've been asked lately and how you've been able to help people. Sure. Um, I've been getting a lot of equipment, just equipment advice. Uh, what would you buy if you were going to do this? Here's what I plan to do. What's a good machine for this or uh, machine settings? What, what's a good range for, for me to set for? Here's what I'm doing. What do I, what do I set my machine on? Or even how do I set my machine up? Because you get hobby welders all the time that, that they'll run and buy a little cheap three or $400 welder and then have no clue how to set it up. That's what, that's what these forums are for. <clears throat> these forums are supposed to be educational. And like you said, it's a community. Um, that's the reason I'm so excited to be part of weld.com is because the diversity of knowledge that we're bringing in is is amazing not one there's no one person that knows the entire scope of welding it's too huge mm -hmm. so if you bring in someone from several different fields you're going to have a lot of knowledge and uh, that's what you have access to so yeah we, we we'll answer your questions on the forum um a lot of equipment a lot of uh, a lot of uh, filler material what's the best wire to do this with or um, gases, gas questions. So I've been getting just a lot of really good technical questions. You had um, some that there were a couple of people that reached out to you that had failed their tests too. And they wanted to know like what they did wrong or 
they were going back and they wanted advice like right away because they were going back like the next day to like try again. Yeah. So you those yeah. were even sending you they would send pictures or a video and then you were able to look at what they were doing and actually help tweak their settings or their yes. technique. Yes, and um, I ended up with a very long conversation with one of them, just walking them through it. You know, uh, he was just telling me what he was doing and then sending me sending me pictures, and I could see what he was doing. And we ended up talking probably two hours back and forth, um, just because I, I'm interested. You know, he's he re, he did reach out to us, and I'm interested in helping him do it along. And come to find out, when after he did what I told him to do, I think I sent you a screenshot of what he said. You know, he was he was extremely happy uh, with his results after that. So you know, that's that's good. That's what we want to do. Uh, I do. You mentioned it too. I do highly recommend. You know, if you're having issues with your welds, uh, send a picture. You know, tag a picture in the in the forum. Uh, can they post pictures in the forum? I yeah. forgot that. Okay, they I could. Pictures. They can post picture, and I believe they can post videos. All you would okay. do is go to weld.com, and you would create a free member profile. It's free right now. You go on, you register as a member, create a profile, and then you can go to forums and there's, um, there's all different ones. There's ask anything. We even have um, groups on there as well. We have a job board. We have one called innovation. There was one guy that made uh, like a, he made some kind of jig. It was like, remember that holder thing? And he sent it to us and he was real proud about it. And it was just something that we know that welders are always improvising and, you know, yeah. inventing things to make their workspace, you know, more efficient. And he went on there and he shared it. And then we have our blog as well, where, you know, we're sharing stories about the different hosts that we have on, because we understand that everybody wants to know who they are. We understand that there are new faces and we want you to get to know us and be comfortable and we're here for you. We are not just a YouTube channel. We are here to provide you guys with a resource. So if you guys need help with something, reach out to us. Absolutely. And that's, that's the great part about it. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing about it. Um, I think I made a quote, I think it may be posted somewhere, but uh, I go back to that, you know, well.com is not about, Hey, look what I can do which which is what a lot of people want to do on social media this is about how can we help you and uh, that's the whole premise for this for this channel for this program is how can we help you and that's what we're here to do yep all right well i really appreciate you talking with me and i'm excited about what we're doing you know on the channel and i look forward to talking to you soon perfect thank you all right bye guys bye Thanks for listening to this episode from our weld.com podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for weekly videos. You can also join as a member on weld.com and join forums, ask technical questions, and help others in the community. Now, let's go weld it out.